there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another episode of T4C. If you're interested in journalism of any kind, then this is the episode for you, my friends, because my next guest made it to the very top of not one, but two of the most prestigious newspapers in the U.S., and then went on to reinvent himself as a venture capitalist whose firm invests in innovative media and technology companies in emerging markets around the world. But before I introduce you to Marcus Brockley, I want to make sure you've signed up for the Java Junkies Journal. That's the weekly newsletter that could certainly use some of Marcus's editorial flair, but nonetheless is an important one-stop shop way to get an overview of the new episodes of T4C we're going to be dropping that week. Just head over to the Time for Coffee website at time4coffee.org and sign up. And while you're there, I want to invite you to scroll down a bit on the homepage to find any of the hundred plus interviews I've done with other professionals in dozens of careers. They're all organized by career, making it much easier to find exactly what you want. Now, my friends, please grab your mug and take a chug of your favorite caffeinated beverage because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my wonderful next guest is the immensely talented Marcus Broccoli, the managing partner and co-founder of North Base Media, a venture capital firm that invests in highly innovative media and technology companies in key growth markets around the world. Before co-founding North Base, Marcus was a vice president of the Washington Post Company and executive editor of the Washington Post, overseeing its news and content operations, including new media, video, and digital innovation. Before joining the Post, Marcus was the Wall Street Journal's top editor. He also was responsible for the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the stock market index then operated by the journal, and MarketWatch, the financial website. Prior to stepping into management at the journal, Marcus had spent over two decades as a correspondent and bureau chief working for the Wall Street Journal in Asia and Europe. Marcus, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? It's great to be here. I am caffeinated and definitely ready to go. Awesome. What is your caffeinated beverage of choice these days? Uh, It changes hour by hour, but it's green tea this morning. Oh my gosh. That's very healthy and healthful of you. We hope. We hope. We need all the help we can get, right? We do indeed, yes. Okay. So Marcus, our first espresso shot. What entry-level jobs are available to young people who want to break into journalism? The world has changed so dramatically in the 40 years since I was first working for newspapers in high school. And it used to be if you wanted to start in journalism, you had to take a job as a copy boy or copy girl, literally picking up pieces of paper around a newsroom and moving them from one editor's hands into another editor's hands or running out and getting coffee. Today, thanks to digital technology, it's easier than it's ever been for people to start creating content and formatting information into journalism. And I guess what I would suggest is anybody who's interested in getting into journalism should 
just get into journalism. Start writing, start taking pictures, start editing video or sound, start creating content and put that content out on the many platforms that are available to young people, to anybody today. You can post stories on Medium. You can post short news videos or journalism-related content on YouTube. There's so many ways now of building up the skills that you need in journalism. And journalism is one of these fields that it's not limited to the institutions that we all know, the institutions of journalism. Journalism is something that anybody can practice in any platform. It's a way of thinking about gathering information, presenting information, communicating ideas. It's not really about being employed by any particular big organization. That is fantastic advice and certainly something that young people of any age can be doing. But for those, Marcus, who need to pay the bills and who are looking for some place to go where they can get compensation for whether it's the photographs or the articles or the blog posts that they write, where would you recommend they look for those entry level jobs? I still think starting at a local paper, starting at a local news organization is a great place to begin a career because journalism, as I said a minute ago, is really about how you collect and present information and learning the rhythms of journalism, learning the methods and the practices of journalism. You can do that anywhere. And learning in a local market where you're looking at the people that you're writing about or you're photographing and you have to communicate and interact with them every day is just irreplaceable experience. And I would encourage anybody who wants to get into journalism to start it at a local place. Don't aspire to get your first journalism job at the Washington Post. Aspire to get your first journalism job at a local weekly or a local entertainment magazine or a local blog writing about some aspect of the community that you live in. Because people may not pay much for that kind of work, but it's that kind of work that builds the chops that you'll need to succeed in journalism all the way up the ladder. Fantastic. Now, you are today and you were in the latter part of your career as a day-to-day journalist in the digital space. What do you think, Marcus, is a useful skill or skills that you would be looking for today in the young people that you hired, whether at the journal or the post or fill in the blank, whatever that institution would be? I look for original thinkers. I look for people who aren't simply trying to mimic the way other people do journalism or copy the stories other people are doing. I look for journalists and thinkers who are looking at the range of information and coming to an independent, thoughtful conclusion about it and presenting it their way through their voice. And so I think the talent that you need as a young journalist is an independent mind, a clear-headedness, a sense of sort of objective distance from information. We live in a time when I think the internet may be fueling this to some large degree. People feel a lot of passion for their ideas. They get dug in on positions. They believe in what their friends, peers, and their groups on social media believe in. It is so vital for a successful journalist to be able to distance herself or himself from what everybody else is saying and form an independent view of what is true and what's important and be able to communicate it in a way that doesn't necessarily sound exactly like the way everybody else communicates it, but is authoritative and engaging and will bring audiences in and persuade audiences of the fundamental truth of their view. Terrific. What about someone's major, Marcus, 
Is it a deciding factor, do you think, to get into journalism? In other words, if they haven't studied it, do you think that's a deal breaker? Not at all. I never studied journalism. I worked with many people who never studied journalism. It's not a licensed profession like nursing or doctoring. Journalism, it's a way of thinking and, as I said before, gathering information, presenting that information, communicating information. And that's something that you can learn. For many years, journalism was actually considered, I think, for labor union purposes and others, it was considered a craft. It wasn't considered a profession. And I think there's nothing that requires somebody to major in journalism to be good at it. There's an advantage to going to journalism school for some period of time because you can sort of accelerate through some of the basic learning that you would have to otherwise experience over time in a news organization if you got employed there. But I think knowing about the world, knowing how the depths of science, understanding the range of history, being able to talk about literature and let that inform your writing, all those areas of study are equally important to successful journalists. Great. What about a graduate school degree and less so for those who want to get into the field as a writer, as a videographer, and maybe more so for someone who really does aspire to get into management the way that you were towards the latter part of your career? I think a graduate degree is actually a little bit more sensible than an undergraduate degree because I think you can learn the fundamentals of journalism in a year, which is what most graduate journalism programs are and doesn't require four years really to go through that process. I know a lot of the good graduate programs, they do place an emphasis on some of the larger issues around the economics, business models of journalism, which have obviously fundamentally changed in the last generation with the rise of digital technologies. And so spending some time sort of stepping back in a kind of business mindset to think about the strategic challenges facing the industry and the opportunities or hazards of created by technology. I think that's useful. And I think there's a lot of benefit to beginning a career by thinking about those issues and embracing that, that way of thinking. Yeah. And as you were talking, Marcus, I actually thought maybe I should have said, as I asked this boilerplate espresso shot, whether in fact, because of the work that you're doing right now as a venture capitalist in emerging markets, having something like a business school degree or a different kind of advanced degree, even if somebody is ultimately right now interested in journalism, might not be a good insurance policy or just an added asset to have in your kind of piggy bank of skills that you could be tapping into later in your career? So the most elemental attribute of a successful journalist is curiosity. And anybody who spends the time to delve into anything in depth is going to strengthen themselves as a journalist. They're an ability to be successful in a way that some other journalists can't. A lot of journalists are generalists. They know a little bit about everything, but they don't go deep on anything. I think Today's world favors journalists who are able to go deep on subjects and who really understand some aspects of business, economics, science, politics, and history. So I think you cannot go wrong by pursuing a graduate degree, whether in journalism or some other field. I think having an MBA, understanding business, understanding economics is hugely important because journalism companies, media companies are facing 
so many profound economic challenges and they have a lot of opportunities, but they don't necessarily know how to take advantage of them as well as they should. And I think if you want to be successful in a media company, having a pretty acute sense of, of business would be extremely useful. Wonderful. What about life experiences, Marcus? What in your own experience do you think are the most useful ones to have for someone starting out in this field, knowing that you, in fact, at one point worked as a bellboy and spent a summer in Mexico? I think every life experience can contribute usefully to a career in journalism, because in journalism, you end up trying to understand the way other people think. And so the more experience and exposure you have to other people, other places, things that are different from what you grew up with, the stronger you'll be as a journalist, the greater the empathy and compassion you can show for other people. So I would encourage everybody to travel. And it doesn't necessarily mean travel to some exotic foreign destination. It could be travel in the country, visit people whom you don't normally associate with, get to know communities where you haven't spent time. You know, when I was growing up, I read endlessly about the civil rights movement. I grew up in Colorado, which was not really, you could say, at the front edge of that movement. And one of my regrets in life is I had always sort of hoped to go work as a journalist, go work in some of the places where the civil rights movement had played out, because I really wanted to understand that aspect of our nation's history, because I think it's crucial to understanding what kind of a country we are today. Yeah, definitely. I think that is fantastic advice because so often when we talk about travel, the implication is that it has to be getting on an airplane and flying for hours to get someplace outside of this country. Marcus, what has been the best part for you of being a journalist? Journalism gives you an excuse to associate with people, meet people, talk to them, spend time with them, whom you would otherwise, in most of our society, never have the opportunity to connect to. You get a front row seat to history, but you also get a front row seat in the arena of humanity and the chance to understand what motivates people, what shapes their way of thinking, and how they in turn participate in their societies and how the societies all sort of stitch together into the broader fabric of the world. That's the great joy of journalism. And what about the flip side? What has been the part of your job as a journalist that sucked the most? And it's kind of like, where do I begin, right? <laughs> Lack of sleep, you know, on and on, but I'll leave that to you. I can't honestly say that much sucked. I can tell you that most of my career, I was pretty happy doing what I was doing. When I got a phone call at three in the morning, waking me up, asking me about why I'd written something that didn't make any sense in the third paragraph of a story. I always took certain delight in the fact that actually somebody was paying attention to what I had written at all and that I had the chance to be living on the far side of the world covering something that was interesting to me. I think there are some drawbacks to certain kinds of jobs in journalism. You're a foreign correspondent. You're far from your family and your home. It's actually hard to start and run your own family. If you're a senior editor at a big organization, there are continuous demands on your time. It becomes sort of a bureaucracy, and you're the archfactotum of bureaucracy. And that can be tedious. But I think being a journalist is a great privilege. And I think doing journalism, because I, I believe increasingly, it's not just people who designate themselves as journalists who work for 
media companies that designate themselves as journalism companies. It's not just those people who are going to be creating journalism. I think journalism is going to become a much more democratic process, and it'll be recognized as an approach to collecting, presenting information rather than necessarily exclusively as a profession that some people follow. Well, one of many reasons you're a better man than I, Marcus, all I can say is that I should have gone into print journalism and not into broadcast because I do feel that one of the parts that sucked most for me was the lack of sleep. And (laughs) I just want our young listeners to be aware that as much as I did love being a journalist, that definitely sucked in my life. Marcus, what is the best career advice you've ever gotten? I've had so much career advice over the years that I found valuable. I remember when I moved to Tokyo as a young reporter, and one of the older reporters in the bureau helped me to edit a story of mine. And he said something which I probably hadn't focused on sufficiently to that point. He said something along the lines of, remember, you're writing for somebody else. In, you're writing for somebody on the far side of the world, and you have to understand what they know about the subject you're writing about. And you have to be writing it, understanding what their frame of reference is. You're not writing it for yourself. You're not writing it for the other journalists who went to the press conference with you or who you compete with in town. You're writing for somebody whose base of knowledge you're going to have to intuit, and you're going to have to be able to engage them and bring them into the story. And I think an astonishing number of journalists forget that they're writing for an audience other than their peers, other than other journalists, because the recognition, the feedback they get comes mostly from their peers, other journalists and colleagues. But that's not who you're writing for. That's not who you're publishing for, broadcasting to, photographing for. And that, I think, is a crucial piece of advice for any young journalist. That is fantastic. And it's even true if you think about public relations, that you were constantly having to think about who is your audience. That has to be first and foremost in your mind. So wonderful advice, Marcus. Final two espresso shots. What movies, if any, or Netflix, Hulu, Amazon shows, or fiction books do you think accurately depict the profession of journalism? So there's a wonderful Michael Keaton film, The Paper, which I recommend to everybody who wants to know what it's like to work in a newspaper. It's funny. It's hilarious. It's directed by Ron Howard, very fast paced. I recommend that movie to understand what it's like in a newsroom because it actually, for all the sort of comic approaches it takes, it's grounded in the real rhythm of newsroom. Just as I think another movie of about the same era was the movie Broadcast News, which is another great movie about television at a certain era. Now, if you ask me what today captures what's going on in journalism, you know, a lot of the movies that are coming out are sort of nostalgia films. There was a movie called The Post, which is about the Washington Post, but really it's about Catherine Graham, the woman who was then the publisher and chief executive of the Washington Post, realizing that she as a woman was really in charge and that the men who surrounded her were no longer in charge. It was a sort of coming of age story of this publisher who became the first woman Fortune 500 executive, chief executive in the country. But it's from a period of 1971. It's a long time ago. So I don't know if there's movies that are television programming right now that captures what it's like to work in the world of journalism today. And maybe there should be, but I can't think of any. 
Okay, fair enough. Well, maybe you can add that to another project that North yeah. Base Media decides to work on at some point. <laughs> Marcus, final espresso shot. What would Java junkies be surprised to learn about this profession? Well, I'm not sure there's much left that surprises people. I hope that people listening to this show understand that a lot of the criticisms and level that media and journalism in the last several years is politically motivated. It's driven by people who are demagogues, who understand that the way to power is to delegitimize institutions, including the press. And I hope that your listeners are aware that journalism, when it's practiced right, and it is practiced right every day by tens of thousands of people doing journalism around the world, it makes an absolutely essential contribution to the workings of any democracy. And there's no successful economy or open society that can function without a free flow of information and high quality journalism. And I hope that your listeners will understand that the rhetoric that's being leveled against journalism and the media in so much of the public sphere is being motivated by all the wrong impulses and does not reflect the true value that journalism contributes to our society. Amen. What a wonderful note to end on. Marcus, thank you so much for making Time for Coffee today with me and the Time for Coffee community. You have done so much great reporting over the course of your career and the work that you and your colleagues are doing right now at your current venture capital startup that we are going to be talking about more in your longer interview. North Base Media is doing such an incredible service in emerging markets around the world. Thanks so much. It's great talking to you. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.